You are listening to the Co-Production Podcast, brought to you by Cineropa and Eurimage. I am Domenico Laporta, and I'm the editor of Cineropa, your number one resource for European industry content published daily in four languages. Cineropa is supported by Creative Europe, and you can always access our content for free at cineropa.org. Today, we are discussing the co-production of a film that has just finished shooting. I'm talking about Vesper Seeds, directed by Christina Bozite and Bruno Samper, a co-production between France, Lithuania, and Belgium. I'm welcoming the co-producers of the film today. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Can I ask you to introduce yourself and your production company, starting with you, Alexis? Hello, everyone. Uh, nice to meet you. So I'm Alexis Perrin from uh, Rumblefish. Rumblefish Production. It's a production company based in uh, in France, uh, close to Paris. Not exactly in Paris, but uh, nearby. I recently co-produced a movie called Cities of Last Things that was uh, selected to uh, to TIFF. It won a platform award in TIFF. Uh, also produced uh, various fantasy film. Uh, some. Uh, Through another company in the past, like Logical Picture, I co-produced uh, Revenge uh, by Coralie Farja. And uh, also recently, I uh, produced a film uh, called Blood Machine, a sci-fi space opera that was selected to many uh, fantasy genre festivals. Thank you. Next up, we have uh, Deva and Asta from Natrix Natrix in uh, Lithuania. We are Lithuanian producers Asta Lukaitite and Daiva Joawishina. And with the decades of experience and in film industry, yes. So, and this is the first time when we joined our forces with director Christina Bojita under the roof of her company, Natrix Natrix. This is our first sci-fi movie, yeah. But you know, do not be surprised. This is the second sci-fi movie in Lithuania, yeah. <laughs> and Christina did both of them, <laughs> so you know. So we are really happy and proud of this collaboration. And then last but not least, from Belgium, uh, we have Benoit. Hello, Benoit. So I'm Benoit Roland, and uh, I'm uh, representing 1080 Films in Belgium, for uh, who acted as a co-producer of this film. And it is also my first science fiction film, to be honest. 1080 Films, the... the Produced, for example, a Ghost Tropic from Bas de Vos that was in Directors Fortnite, uh, the last Cannes Festival that actually ha happened. Um, we co-produced Gangsta from Adilene Arbi and Bilal Fala. Uh, I'm also producers at Wrong Men and I co-produced Annette. Uh, that is a Cannes opening film this year. Could someone introduce us to the story of the film without saying too much, without spoiling it? The world of Vesper. Uh, Vesper is our lead character, is taking place in the future, uh, in a world where there was a collapse of the Earth's ecosystem. And uh, Vesper is a 13 years old uh, girl struggling to kind of survive in this tough uh, world. With her, she lives with a paralyzed father. Uh, and she's going to meet, she will meet a mysterious woman that will kind of crash into this world, coming from the, the big city nearby. And with this woman uh, who has a secret, she will force this woman will force Vesper to use her, her wits, her strengths, uh, and her biohacking abilities to uh, to fight for the possibility of a future. 
in a way, in this world, there is kind of no future. I mean, she still believes Vesper, she can escape this world, but she she doesn't fully realize what her capability can be. Uh, and and these two women will uh, unite to uh, kind of for the future, for the, for the hope of, of this world. Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration of the film? Where did it all come from? And uh, how did you start the development of the film? When did you get involved in the project? And how did everything start? So in general, the project was born from the creative ambition of our two talented directors, Cristina Bojita and Bruno Samper. And their vision was to create a modern, adventurous and dark fairy tale. Yes. And highlighting Lithuanian's most beautiful examples of nature and wildness. So our directors, together with uh, our third script writer, Brian Clark, uh, developed the script in three years. Yeah, so it took three years to develop this fairy tale, dark one. Yeah, and of course, our main goal was to create a convincing and believable film that resonates universally and delivering a powerful message. Yes, and especially for the emancipation of young women. And you know, as you work in the film industry, the most important thing is the script yes so this script is like uh, really unique and uh, stands out in the market yes and it united all those talented people together and we as um, producers yes happy to collaborate also with Alexis Perrin producer with Benoit and they brought all those strengths from their countries into the project Did you manage to get some funding for the development, for the, the writing of the script? So we received some funds from Lithuania to develop the script and the creative part, yes. But also I would love to mention that uh, we received 50,000 euros from media, yeah, and it was essential money for our development stage, yes. It helped us to create that unique visual and find the creative identity of the film. Yes. So to have those money in development was really vital. What about in France, for example? Uh, did you apply to CNC or to other cultural funds? Yeah, not for development. We didn't try development. We, it was more for the visual effects. But we tried, I think at some point, we tried a fund in uh, Rhône-Alpes. But it's not, it's not easy, this type of, uh, of, of development fund for English uh, script. Not easy, but and for visual development, sometimes we have proof of concept. But uh, no, what was very useful with Creative Europe was for the concept art, as uh, Asta was mentioning, is developing visually the world was able for us to uh, be much more convincing, going to all our national funds and going to you know sales agents, distributors, investors. Uh, thanks to the amazing work of the concept artists, of course, the vision of Christina and Bruno, but. But this trio, the way they, you know, they all designed the world visually with concept art was, was really useful uh, to make our job easier as, as producers to raise the financing. So science fiction is not the easiest genre to produce in Europe. Um, what is the budget of the film? We are currently set at, uh, hopefully we'll stay around the same number, but, uh, at 5.2 million euros. What are the different uh, shares uh, in terms of uh, co-production? How much is in France? How much is in Lithuania? And how much is in Belgium? We are currently split around uh, 47% in Lithuania, 
33, 34% in France and uh, 20, uh, 20% in Belgium. Did you attend co-production markets or places where uh, I guess you guys already knew each other before uh, or did you meet uh, at a marketplace, for example, and did you attend it marketplaces to, to finance uh, the film? I know the project went to, to a few markets. I was uh, I was not involved going to the market. It was more Christina and Bruno. Uh, they did two, uh, if I'm correct, but they did one in CGS and it received uh, an award in the Connecting Code Bus uh, in late 2019. It got an award from NAF, the you know uh, production market from uh, PIFAN. It got an award in CGS. So there was really a, a spotlight. We we more or less met as co-producers with Asta, Daiva, Christina in uh, May of the same year. Uh, and then we, we involved Benoit. It was more around Berlin the year after, uh, Berlin 2020. Yeah, it was in Berlin. And uh, Benoit, when did you jump into the project and what is uh, the role of Belgium in the film? I know Alexei for... A bit longer for a few years uh, now so um, it's often like that with co-production so we know one person and Alexi uh, introduced me to uh, Daiva Asta uh, and Christina and Bruno actually in uh, Berlin it was everyone uh, and uh, you know as a third country co-producer I mean it, it's it's uh, normal so we arrive um the latest and uh, the great stuff is that the, the project had many still opportunities to get involved as a as a minority co-producer. So um, we, I mean, I we try to help with uh, some artistic involvement in our department in VFX and uh, in costume and um, and in financing, of course, uh, for for all part of the of the finance plan. And the financing is uh, mostly tax shelter, or uh, did you apply to regional funding as well? No, no, we got the support of Wallimage, which is a regional fund, uh, one of the or regional fund in Belgium, tax shelter, of course, and uh, some co-production uh, money from uh, pay TV and VOD platform. What would you say was the the most challenging part? Um, was it uh, the development? Was it the shooting? Or is it uh, Is it coming up with the distribution of a film like that? I think the biggest obstacle was maybe COVID-19. Uh, without doubt, uh, it paralyzed the whole world in various ways. And our movie was international. Our team was international. And it was very hard to gather all of the team in Lithuania. Moreover, all of the shops were closed and uh, contact with people was limited to... So the art department, costume department, uh, had really uh, big talent, you know, to to work and, uh, for example, uh, everything like props, materials, which had to be touched, uh, measured and seen, had to be like um, they had to buy them in. Uh, via internet, yes, in online shops, so uh, really was challenging. And therefore, um, big challenge was our winter in Lithuania, and we don't remember when we had such a... So uh was lots of snow, and some location couldn't have been chosen or dressed before the shooting, and we couldn't uh, wait because... Be 
because we um, didn't uh, uh, want to have leaves on, on trees. Yeah, so uh, everything uh, had to be done in parale- parallels. And uh, our actors, for example, from UK, um, USA, had to fly to Lithuania and to get permissions uh, to avoid like self-isolations uh, was a really big challenge for us producers. No, and even yourself, uh, you had a shooting the year before that was postponed. So you, you did shoot another movie, right, when we were also prepping Vespacid. So in a way, it was um, part of the challenge of one movie moving to another um, and, and with the weather on top in Lithuania. But uh, I think overall, it's also the challenge of uh, when you, you have an ambition like what we have in, in Vespacid of building a world, for, uh, of course, the art department team in Lithuania, but for the visual effects, for the costume, is to put the visual ambition to a certain level that has a cost and not to compromise on the vision of the director and make sure we, we raise enough financing to, um, to, to fit the vision and not us as producer to, to put too much pressure on Christina and Bruno to bring down the vision. Uh, of course, we always have to make compromise and what I, I didn't mention is also the support we got in France in terms of financing. Of course, we got VFX support, but we got also um, a lot of equity financing. Because, of course, with, uh, with a movie like this in English, with very good, very solid British actors, and there will be a, a true revelation in terms of the lead actress, Ravila Chapman. Basically, in terms of sales potential, it increases the sales potential, so it increases also the, the marketability of the film and our ability as producer to raise some uh, private financing based on what is the sales potential of the film. So thanks to this, uh, the profile, the sci-fi commercial profile of the film, we were able to raise also the financing to a certain level to, that fits the visual ambition of, of Christina and Bruno. And um, you were mentioning not compromising. Would you say that uh, the money you received from Eurimage helped to fulfill that vision without compromising too much? Uh, how much uh, did you get from uh, Eurimage? We got 400,000 400, from Eurimage. I mean, this is uh, money that, uh, you know, is not specifically attached to one country. Uh, this is a money that we can spend for purely... Uh, with, I mean, no other um, uh, factor than the, 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 the creative aspect and that allows us to really push the ambition of the film. I mean, and, uh, for, I mean, we were really, truly happy to get the support of Rimash for the science fiction film um, that we, we know has potential, we know, say, I mean, is, is meaningful, but, uh, but it needed this support to, to bring it to, I mean, where... I hope it will be. I mean, if we wouldn't have had the support, it would have been tough, and we would have need to make maybe yeah, compromising on the story, the world, the number of sets, visual effects. It, it helped us maintain what Krishna and Bruno had in mind, and it's what we we try to make sure. Again, this type of movie, it's sometimes it's hard. You don't want it to fall apart in terms of ambition. You know, you have to to put a certain amount of effort. And the European co-production scheme of, of financing this film allows us to, to stay independent in terms of creativity. So to, to, to keep uh, Bruno and, and, uh, and, and Katrina vision for, uh, for uh, alone. We don't have a studio that, that tells us what to say and, and, or, or 
So this this financing in Europe and the the, the financing of uh, of Rimage allows us to do that. And did you receive pre-sales uh, from a sales agent or uh, MG from distributors already? It was mainly a, a big MG from uh, Anton. So Anton is our sales agent. They started pre-selling the film in Berlin this year, but we were shooting a month later. But their MG was quite a, a big amount. It was close to, to half a million. Uh, and, and we got some pre-sale from France. In France, the distributor is Condor. And uh, and yeah, it's it's we 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 maximize. I mean, I think Asta and Daiva can talk about the soft money in Lithuania. We really maximize uh, soft money of of each country um, with well image with with Lithuanian Film Center. Talking from Lithuanian perspective, yes, I think it's important to mention that uh, for the first time in Lithuanian's history, the Lithuanian Film Center granted 1 million euros. Yeah, so this was really um, demonstrate the importance of our film, not only locally, but also internationally. Yeah, so it helped a lot to make a structure in the budget and, of course, to attract the co-producers, yes, because we already had those money in the pocket, let's say, yes. That helps us convince our, par our partner as well because they know that this is so heavily supported by the national fund. So this is very important. And also a big part was the tax incentive from Lithuania. Yeah, so we generated 700,000. So it was also a big amount in our budget. How long did the shooting last? 40 days. Okay, so it's quite reasonable. It's still not uh, a super long shooting. It's never enough for the directors for the submission, but uh, it was good enough. Uh, yeah, for the film, we were lucky. We we didn't have again issue with COVID, with uh, with the weather, uh, with the snow. Even there were you know like stories. Uh, Asta and Diva can tell you about one day where the weather was from rain to snow throughout one day uh, during a complex outside. Uh, Seen, um, but we were very lucky in general. But they, they may have a few more stories of, of nature, night shoot. <laughs> no one loves night shooting, <laughs> so you know, I, you know, it's just like you have to survive, yes, <laughs> and adapt, yeah. But uh, in general, every day was was challenging in a beautiful way, let's say, yes, because each set was like a piece of art, really. So every day, actors, crew, they were surprised by themselves, what they already really created, yes. It was the same picture as you saw in the presentation, yes. So we achieved that goal, yes. So it was not only vision in the head, but we made that reality, yeah. And with um, with such uh, international ambitions, are you already working with a marketing plan or a marketing strategy to to release the film? And what is the timeline? Uh, when will the film be ready? For the moment, we even though we have a marketing strategy in terms of uh, of uh, of positioning, it, it will depend also on, on who will be buy, uh, who will be buying the film mainly in the big country as you know this type of movie can go big in America it can go so with a, like a, a big distributor even maybe a studio but 
it could be a platform, so it will be uh, totally different if it's one or the other. But at the moment, the goal is we'll try to complete the film for a festival like Sundance. It's, it's still ambitious, so we'll try to make it uh, ready for Sundance. But it's definitely a movie involving a lot of visual effect shots. We're going to have close to roughly 450, 500 VFX shots. So it's up to, to all the VFX house and also it's the music, the sound design, the creation of this world. It's, it's a massive work in post-production. So fully we'll be ready for a festival like Sundance or we'll aim at the, if we can't make it, we'll aim at the, at the next festival. They, they need to like the film first, but it's true. A movie like that for, for like a festival like Sundance will be a good fit. Um, just the nature, the scale, uh, and, and just a fe- female-driven uh, aspect. Uh, one movie we took as a reference, Christina and Bruno had the reference, I think it's a really good one, is Winter's Bone. That was a revelation, will it be for the director, but also for Jennifer Lawrence. And, and with the character of, of, of Vesper, it's, uh, it's not only a revelation as an actress, but it's, it's, it's a character that carries a film the same way, the character of Jennifer Lawrence. So, we think for American audience, of course, Transcendence will be amazing, but I think it's a movie that can go to to many festivals. So we'll see where we start, but that will drive a, a lot of the distribution, of course, the festival premiere. Uh, but then it will be the challenge of positioning also between a, a, a young adult type of vibration. At the same time, it's a dark fairy tale. It has dark elements, so it can appeal to an older adult audience, but uh, it's a positioning, not being totally family, but being dark at the same time. So we are aiming at, at this crossover between the two audience. We, we, we think it's, it's an author drama, kind of a family drama in the future. At the same time, it has this world, this universe you want to see in a theater. So we really hope to, to make it a theatrical, uh, uh, a large theatrical distribution all over the world. Uh, not automatically studio, but countries by countries. And so far, the response of the market we, we had from uh, Anton, from the pre-sales in Berlin, from the images they show in the virtual can market last week, the feedback are very positive. But of course, on this type of the sto- story, the buyers, the distributors, they want to see more. And at this stage, we still have uh, quite a few VFX to, to build, but the set, as Asta was mentioning, are amazing. And you can see the costume, you can see... Uh, you can see already a lot of things from the steels, and uh, so, but the response is, is already uh, positive. It's really promising, and uh, we are looking forward. It's already time to wrap this up. Um, thank you for being a part of uh, the co-production podcast today. If you enjoyed this new episode of the co-production podcast, don't miss the other ones. You can subscribe to Apple Music, Spotify, Google, and basically every podcast platform that you prefer. The episodes are also available on Cineropa.org. Alexi, Deva, Asta, Benoit, thanks again. Um, it, was a, it was a pleasure to have you all and to discuss this film that is uh, really ambitious. Uh, we don't have a lot of those uh, in Europe. So I wish you all the best for this film, but also for your future projects and collaborations. Keep making films. We'll keep watching them.